This is the Cloud Watcher and O podcast, a conversation on the craft of songwriting. Hi, Ma. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? I'm very well. That's a fantastic shirt, Jack. Jack. <laughs> Cheers, you. I bought, I got it on the weekend. Um, I bought it off uh, a guy secondhand, and as he was handing it over, he was like, "Yeah, I didn't think I could pull it off." And I was like, "Oh, there's suddenly a lot of pressure attached to this." Well, um, for our viewers who who won't be able to see see this, but it's good because it's all audio. audio. Will is wearing a vibrant, vibrant pink. I can safely say it's pink. I think it's a it's a very light red. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, how are you, sir? I I'm really good, actually. Um, yeah, really good. It's been um, uh, a stressful couple of weeks because just gearing up for the the launch of my next single. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that. Um, but it's yeah, it's pretty much touch words, cross everything. It's pretty much all good and is is on its way out. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. No, well, thank you so much for having me and also for like all your lovely comments and support the last couple of years, really. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm here just to make sure that in any small way that I can support independent artists like yourself and just may, may, may make sure that people listen to you know artists who put their heart and soul into their music into what they're doing and it's such a joy to to share because obviously for me as a fan and as a podcaster you know you know um it goes without saying i i, I think your voice is unbelievable and your lyrics are phenomenal I I'll say that, but no, thank you. I really appreciate it. And also, as well, I think I think for all the musicians, like speaking for all of the musicians, um, yeah, actually, it's, it, it does <laughs> it does make a difference. Like when people do leave nice comments, especially when it's about specific things, because I mean, especially like the last six months, like those little bits of positivity really help. Because I think everyone's energy has been quite tested and drained. Yeah. And actually, when people do leave nice comments, like you do, and and others do it. it actually it makes a big difference um like my music friends have all said the same thing so it is really appreciated well i, I think definitely um I, I know that seeing artists absorb that energy from live audiences it does translate onto the social media scene because you want to make sure that you've made an impact on your fans and on the music scene and you, you know what better way of interacting with your fans and leaving those positive comments yeah for sure now i can see that even though we are in the same country we're, we're not that far apart you're you're in wimbledon and i'm over here with which is not Northwest London. There's a slight time delay, and I'm like, but I'm in the same capital. How is this even yeah. happening? So I used to live in Newbury, and I, um, which is where the Vodafone HQ is. Yeah, and yeah, I'd call my friend who was also on 
on Vodafone and there's, there'd be no signal. And you're like, come on, like, I can see it. Like, like, um, yeah, I don't know. But it, we've definitely got some weather today. It's both like sunshine and heavy rain outside my window at the moment. Yeah. And wind. Well, um, I just have to admire your uh, collection, your wardrobe collection, because it's just there. Oh, yeah, do you have some favorite pieces? Um, I do. I, I, there's um, there's this um, Wrangler jacket that I often wear for gigs. Um, because they did this. Um, I don't know if it's an anniversary of some sort, but they did this like rainbow W on the back to mean Wrangler, obviously. Yeah. But then for me, I was like, okay, I'll take that, and it's great <laughs> because it's like a normal denim jacket. Uh, but then it turns around, and you're like, okay. <laughs> there's like massive w on the back um so i've got a couple of those now um and like i'm a big fan of leather jackets as well yeah um so yeah occasional bit of print maybe um yeah but there's there's a lot of black and a lot of denim which is most musicians to be honest <laughs> i'd like to i'd like to work with someone at some point and come up with something a bit more interesting well, I, I, I definitely think your purchase that you've got on today is definitely the way forward. Okay, so, awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely needs to be in a music video of some kind, of some mm. description. Definitely. I mean, the other thing as well, you know when it gets dark and like everyone's <laughs> wearing black, it is quite nice to wear a bit of colour, actually. Well, I mean, you've got artists like Orville Peck who, who wears that. Mexican kind, kind, kind of wrestling mask with, with, with the threads just come, coming down half, half, halfway his face. Um, and then he did, did that video with Shania Twain, who is a big fan of Leopold prints. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, it's definitely a way to, to, to make yourself stand out as an artist. They're def definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do want to look at that more. Um, I think as well as the confidence grows a bit, then it's slightly more up for a risk on that front. I mean, I'm I'm always in awe of musicians like yourself who, you know, have that confidence to step out on stage. What is that feeling like? What what what, what was that feeling like the first time that you did that? Um, I can't even. I think <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Looking back, I can imagine the feeling was just pure fear. Um, <laughs> however, I don't know, for me, it, I hope this doesn't sound too cliched, but it really feels like um, I'm really being myself. Yeah. It feels like I can really be myself and really feel everything. So that's why I really enjoy it. Um, and I feel like the more I can be myself, the more intense the performances, and then the um, better the reception of it. So I really like being myself on stage. I know that some people um, like like to have a bit of a persona. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really work for me, to be honest. I prefer to just really feel, you know, myself. I don't drink before gigs and that um, and that side of thing. I like to really feel it and, and be there and really enjoy it. That's fantastic. So, um, who would you say has been your biggest supporter in your life as a musician? So, like my biggest kind of influence. Um, less so as an influence, as more be behind the scenes. Because I know that uh, 
you had your dad help out with, with your um tour van oh yeah yeah okay so oh um oh i'm gonna um i'm gonna give a very honest answer actually um it's a good question my i would say um alongside my parents who have obviously given me a lot of support yeah. and love through the years uh, i would actually say my therapist yeah um who really helped me um, basically just become more aware and um, more considered and more calm, I guess, in my early 20s, which helped set this up at this point. And I think if I hadn't have had that, then I wouldn't be having the kind of degree of success, I guess, now. And I also wouldn't be enjoying it as much because it's it's an amazingly challenging thing mentally i think to do music yeah um so and it's hard not to get drawn to the wrong things um so i would say him for sure um yeah yeah so how much of you is in your songs is it is it feel feelings or places that you've seen that that you thought about you've expressed and it's all, all, almost like you're telling your life story in your songs? Well, I think, I feel like they're all autobiographical, even though they're not really, but the, the feeling is mine. And it's like what I wanna, what I'm going through and what I'm feeling. Um, however, I, I try to like, semi-consciously write about two things at once. And then one of those things can be personal and the other can be a bit of a storyline. Yeah. Um, and then that allows, allows like just enough um, truth and just enough kind of hiding. Um, and also the other thing, I think um, like one of my favorite bands are The National and Matt Berger, the singer, who co-writes with his wife, which is quite interesting. Um, but he often says that he tries to like describe feelings in the words. So some yeah. of the words won't make sense, but it's like painting the feeling. But also one of their albums, he said uh, that his wife and himself were like um, on the verge of breaking up. And they basically wrote the record from the position of breaking up and what that might be like. Um, so they could almost go through it without actually having to go through it, which wow. is quite an interesting one. So sometimes like that's, um, quite a cool concept because then you can kind of have that real honesty but it's also not exactly what's happening in your life at that moment that's amazing i mean um i'm i i've always wondered um how do different artists approach their songs and the lyrics i mean for for you you is it the melody first or is it li, 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 certain, or do they all appear at the same time it's normally at the same time, like I'll, I'll know, I'll be in a certain mood and I'll just start playing guitar and then I'll start singing something. And then generally, like if it's happening, then like 70%, 80% of the song will be there and then in that kind of initial 20 minutes. And then I'll just keep rewriting, rewriting, rewriting. And that's something basically a few years ago, I felt like the songs would be better if they were like pure and I didn't touch them too much. But then one of my big influences is Leonard Cohen, who would rewrite things like 200 times. 
<laughs> and he saw that as his job and his responsibility. And, and Neil Young as well, like one of my favorite Neil Young songs is Sugar Mountain. And he's, he said there's something like 84 verses to one song. Wow. Um, and he said also that he ended up choosing one that he looks back on and absolutely hates it, <laughs> which is quite funny having so many in the bank. Um, so yeah, like now I'm trying to really kind of refine, refine, refine. Fantastic. Now, um, we are, g are going to be privileged because you're going to be doing an acoustic version of Call My Name. Yep. Um, well, um, yes. Uh, though I might change that, actually, if that's possible. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, I might do um, uh, another song that came out last year called I Don't Think We Should Rush In. Fabulous. Cool. Thank you. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for that live experience. Oh, thank you. But, I mean, you were in the um, enviable position of actually playing live just three, three recently. At, I know, I know. Um, yeah, it was weird, but it was really good. So, I mean, what was that like as an artist after several, several months of lockdown that you can finally do what, what, what you know, you, you've, you've, you've trained yourself to do? Yeah, I mean, the, the gig was amazing, like really, really good. And the Bedford's such a fantastic venue. It's one of my favourite venues. I kind of started referring it to like my home ground because I think I've played there maybe six, seven times now. And the music's always really good. Um, the lineup's great. Um, but yeah, it was a weird one. It was very different to how it's been before. Um, but the, once the music, once we started, it was great. And I think as well, like, not only that, like the people that came, most of them haven't had any live music for six months. <laughs> so it did, it did feel once it was underway, it felt like a celebration. Yeah. Um, but before it was a bit weird because there's, there's so many rules, which, you know, for example, um, not. Uh, so I, I we, we only played as a duo to keep kind of social distancing on stage yeah. and um, so I planned to try and get the audience to sing some backing vocals and stuff but you can't encourage them to sing because that's forbidden um, also um, you can't <laughs> it was kind of funny because you have to be a certain distance from the audience so at the start of the gig the, the engineer um, was saying that basically there's a white line and for me not to go past that to keep my distance with the crowd. And I thought, well, this white line's just slightly ahead of the stage. So, you know, I'm not jumping into the crowd. I'm not a wild man. Um, <laughs> but actually there was a second white line on the stage. And so I was like pretty pinned to the back curtain because you've got to leave like the state, the whole stage worth of distance really. Wow. Um, so it was interesting. And like as well, the, the Bedford's really well set up for streaming already. So they did a part live, part stream kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously as well, if you were then going to break the rules, that's on, that's on camera. So there's a bit of responsibility on the artist's front, which hopefully everyone's keeping, to yeah. not really let the Bedford down. I think um, I do really feel sorry for venues that it's, it's, it's very hard for them to, to pull it off um, to the guidelines as much as they, as much as they try. Um, but the Bedford was fantastic. And also I think for the... For the crowd, I was like, actually, I would love to have been at a gig like that because you've got your own table, means you can both go to the loo, you can both go out for a cigarette or something, you can have food delivered to your table, drinks delivered to your table, um, no one's going to be standing up in front of your view. <laughs> I mean, as a gig experience, it was excellent. I mean, um, I absolutely love live music and um, a essential part of that is like getting to the gig, hours beforehand because you want to be right at the front you want to be at those bad bad barriers you all want to see your favorite band you want to see the, the artist whose music that you've been listening to streaming and buying on vinyl and stuff and then you finally get to see the artist on stage um but to have this new experience you know that's got to be better than just dreaming by itself right uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can get people in the room, whether it's 10 or a thousand, that's awesome. 
Like it's uh, like the best bit is just playing some songs to actual people. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway. I mean, uh, I much prefer. You know, I, I love doing gigs. Like, I really love being around people. Yeah. Um, so I've only done one stream, I think, throughout the last few months, last six months. Um, and it was fun, but it almost made me miss gigs a bit more in a way. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Because cause there's that dis disconnect because you can't see if your song is hit or if that interpretation of your song is where we're working with the crowd because you just got a screen, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a different thing. I mean, um, but I think that's, I think though the, there's a lot of creativity in, um, in this kind of situation in that, you know, what we have been doing for a long time isn't currently possible. So what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Which I, does, I think does force creativity. I don't think anyone would have asked for it, but I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing if you can find another route. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. I've, 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 I think one of the positives, and the, 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 there are few, few of those in, in these pandemic times, is the ability for artists now through stream streaming or through their social media to connect with artists, not just locally, but globally as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's, there's definitely going to be more collaboration from, from online. The, and, but the, the funny thing is that it's almost made me feel that it's almost, I think, I guess it's for a lot of people in different areas, but it's made me very much realize what's important and what I want to focus on yeah. music wise. So what I really, really want is to take my band who I've got quite an established lineup now and who are now all friends and, and exactly, you know, exactly the people I want to be working with. I want us to all go down to a residential recording studio for a week and, you know, probably in Wales and just stay there and do it day and night. And someone could do the cooking while someone else is recording and, yeah. and just really have like a properly focused um, trip really. Cause everyone's really been missing that kind of really that togetherness and longing for that escape. So I think that's how I want to record. And, Normally, it's like, especially in London, it's, it, you're always doing everything by the hour, um, especially with my kind of budget, which is pretty, pretty thin. It's all about kind of getting things done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's made me realize what my big music dream is for next year is actually to do that. That would be fantastic. I mean, just to get to get away and not have to focus on right have have we have, have we got enough time is this going to be running over you've you've got then the ability just to focus on the music and the sound that you want to generate with with you and your band i mean the results from from that have to have to be amazing yeah and i think that's it we've been recording recently and it's by far the best stuff i've done and and then it's like this is kind of us really 
working to a, a strict strict deadline so to have us be able to go away and be a bit more creative would be um would be amazing so yeah so yeah that's the big part i mean I, i've kind of been working on the last six months on this, this new single this project but also um looking at maybe i've been i've basically been spending this time recording um and i'm kind of looking to go down towards the kind of soundtrack route both yeah. for my kind of songs but also i'd be very open to doing some soundtracks myself as kind of part of what i offer um tell us more about your new new sing sing single hard on fire yeah so it's it's a really cool project actually so there's there's a really inspiring couple so the lady's called riona kelly um and basically at the age of 34 she fell down the stairs and suffered a spinal stroke which is incredibly rare um which then left her paralyzed and then while she was in the hospital her husband left her and left the four kids behind so she was kind of as low as you can be basically and she started to do her rehabilitation um, with a rugby player that just retired called Keith Mason and basically they fell in love and they've combined their families and you know they're now together long term and um, she's walking so even yeah she was told the general statement was that she wasn't going to walk again uh, one of her doctors said look there's always a chance to everything in this world and um and now she's she's walking so she's um she's still got like a way to go um but she is she is able to walk so they are going to be doing a hundred mile challenge <clears throat> which um keith is going to pull her in her wheelchair for 99 miles and she is going to walk the last mile so um and it's and the amazing thing is she was actually in hospital again a couple of weeks back with a little setback, but they're, they're still, um, they're still back on it. So I've basically written this song for them as a kind of soundtrack to their story and the walk. And that's going to be the main fundraiser for the project. Um, so the money, basically she needs 10,000 pounds for six weeks of private physical therapy, um, which is a lot. So we're going to try and raise that and then any money, on top that we can, uh, we'll go towards other stroke um, survivors. That is a heartbreaking, but also an amazing story stories of two individuals coming to do um, with the power of love. Um, that's just amazing, amazing. Um, and I'm extremely happy that we get to hear, hear it on this podcast for sure so yeah i am um, so that yeah the song's going to be out um we're looking at the 19th of october um so i've had a little bit of a, a bit of a hiccup with the um sending out to the stores there's been a bit of delay on that front but basically there will be a pre-release on Bandcamp for a deluxe version of the single um which will include the instrumental version the music video which won't be available anywhere else so the song's not going to be streamed because we need to raise the money yeah so um it's only going to be available for purchase but yeah but you can get the deluxe version on Bandcamp, um and then it will be then on amazon and itunes and the like so yeah that will be out the pre-release is is from um, the start of october pretty much and then it will be joined 
by the Amazon and iTunes later in the month. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, this is Heart on Fire. Can I tell you how close I came? See the fear in all those I hold you, tears like rain. Hand in hand, we turned our lives around. Here we stand, I've never so proud. You set my heart, you set my heart on fire. You set my heart, you set my heart on Can I tell you how close I came? And in the darkness, you will find a better day. Hand in hand, we turned our lives around. Here we stand, I've never been so. goes well. <laughs> That's fantastic. Excellent. So um what what's next for for you and your band? Well I think it's gonna be this for the next few months. So um there there's some talk about some fairly big TV for for the exclusive for this song. Um 
and basically we'll be kind of you know supporting Rona and Keith on their on their kind of mission on the on that side and I think if the if the song does as well as we hope then we're going to get back into the recording studio this year to record two of my main songs from my set um and release one of them at least off the back of it so it's going to be mostly yeah it's the next few months is going to be recording and and releasing the stuff and then we'll see what happens with um with next year on the gig front and so on um there's there's a little bit of talk about some stuff in europe potentially um there's a bit of talk about a big but it, it's all up in the air so for me at the moment i just want to kind of get with my friends make some music yeah push this single as much as we can and, and just see what happens really fantastic well um thank you very much will will Purdue, for coming coming on to the podcast no well thank you so much for having me mm -hmm.